0: Let's get back in the trenches and continue the conversation on the Bearcats defensive line, including one national college football expert who has some high expectations for them and the Bearcats overall team in 2022. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. It's free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button on the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, which I last checked. We are up to 239 subscribers and counting. Follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode as well. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day. And today I am joined by my colleague at All Bearcats and Sports Illustrated, Russ Heltman to discuss all things the Bearcats defensive line. We're going to dig deep in the trenches, and we're going to talk about a national college football expert who has some high praise for the entire Cincinnati Bearcats team heading into 2022. Russ, first off with the defensive line, um, I feel like it's a position that's going through some changes this year. We, We talk about the cornerbacks, the running backs, and the quarterbacks. I think you can add defensive line to that list. Do you agree?
1: I would say so. Obviously, not as much turnover going into 2022 as you have losing your top two boundary cornerbacks in Ahmad Garner and Kobe Bryant. But you got guys like Curtis Brooks on their way out heading to camp with the Indianapolis Colts here in a couple weeks. You got um, MyJ Sanders out there in the desert with Arizona. So those are two huge, productive pieces, especially pass rush-wise when you look at Curtis Brooks' and his team leading sack total on the year that you're going to have to replace. But I do think they have the requisite experience to replace all of that production. And I think we'll see it from day one when, when they take on Wu pig suey down in Fayetteville.
0: Okay. So we know this defensive line is led by the big three, as I call them Malik van Jawan Briggs and Jabari Taylor. Um, can they replace though, Russ, because the biggest loss from last year's team, no question is Curtis Brooks, if we're talking defensive line. It's Curtis Brooks. Um, can those three replace Brooks's production from last year?
1: I think so. And the guy I'm looking towards, and a guy that was named to the first team all uh, all AAC team preseason wise by Phil Steele just a few uh, few days ago, Jabari Taylor. He needs to come out and have a statement type of season. I would expect him and fans should expect six plus sacks out of him this year. He should be the featured pass rusher. He's able to rush on both sides of the defensive end uh, positioning. He can go from the left. He can go from the right. He can take advantage of blind sides, whether they're left-handed passers or right-handed passers. So the fact that you have a guy as versatile as Taylor, who has the experience and has shown the ability to play on both sides of that defensive line, I think that's the versatility you need, especially when you think about having to replace nearly ten sacks in uh, in going out the door in Maje Sanders and Curtis Brooks.
0: Jabari Taylor, he was the guy, Russ, who arguably saved the season last year against Tulsa. If you remember, with those with that goal line stand, two right. goal line stands against Tulsa.
1: No, and and he he has. Like not that not that these guys don't have an edge to them, not that they don't come to play in the biggest moments. But Jabari Taylor has shown throughout his career, and definitively, like you mentioned, in the biggest moment of the season, I would say the biggest opportunity for the entire house of cards to crumble, he was the guy making plays, and I think he's going to look at the situation that he has in front of him, look at the opportunity he has in front of him, where if he goes out and posts close to ten sacks, has 50, 60 tackles on the season is out there just disruptive all 12 games, all regular season long. Then he can very well find himself in the NFL with an opportunity to make a roster next season. It's all right in front of Jabari Taylor, and he smells like a guy to me that is ready to go out and take it, not just let those opportunities keep coming his way.
0: Yeah, I, I have no doubt, and I'm excited to see what he can do this season, especially because. It feels like, Russ, these three led by Jabari Taylor, as you're mentioning, it feels like this is their time. It feels like this is their D-line to anchor. Does it feel that way to you? I would say so.
1: And, and you know, there's also a lot of great depth still. Like we mentioned, the depth that they're going to have to lean on to step up and replace guys like Myze Sanders and Curtis Brooks and that, that three-headed monster we've already talked about and Briggs, Taylor, and Van. But you got a guy like Noah Potter coming in, ready to prove himself, coming down the highway from Columbus. Out of Ohio State as the latest transfer to join the ranks here. You got a guy like Eric Phillips, you got a guy like Justin Wotley, you got a freshman in Mario who, Eugenio, who is a total wild card right now. Don't expect him to see a ton of playing time this year, but is the highest ranked defensive recruit in the history of the program that has been in the program so far. Dame McCullough obviously taken that that uh that crown with the latest uh commitment over the last couple of weeks. But Mario Eugenio, I'm sure is going to want to not ride the bench his freshman year. He's coming in with something to prove and ready to show that it's not just the, uh, the veteran leadership that's going to be getting all the snaps. So the fact that this room on the defensive line from defensive end all the way to the interior defensive tackle position is so deep paired with on the other side of the equation, such a deep offensive line, it gives you a lot of, what am I looking for? Breathing room, so to speak when you think about trying to reload and trying to get back and capture a third straight AAC title.
0: Saying that their margin for error is greater than maybe you would think their depth is certainly there. I think, I think that's what you're trying to get at. So how good can this defensive line be? Because it, it definitely Russ has been a strength of the previous four Bearcats teams that have won 10 plus games, three of the last four years. And last year, of course, going to the college football playoff, how good can this group be in your opinion?
1: I don't know that they're going to be as good as last year or maybe even the year before last. I don't know that there's that top end pass rushing talent or disruptive talent, but we're going to find out really soon here at higher ground. We're going to find out how much of a fall off there is once we start getting in some of these summer practices in about a month's time. So for me, it's kind of hard to predict how much they're going to compare to the prior year's teams. I would say the sack total will go down just a little bit overall, 39 team sacks on the year. I could see it being in the more lower 30s to mid-30s range, especially with a guy as heady as Joel DeBlanco going out the door, a veteran as heady as Curtis Brooks with as dynamic a move package on the inside that he can tap into and get get enough of a push and enough of a – enough of the opposing offensive lineman's hands off him to get those seven and a half sacks he had last year. So I do think there will be a little bit of a drop-off, but I would still, and I think Bearcats fans are with me, expect this defensive line to be the strength of the team overall. That them really? along with the offensive line, I would say are right there as the two strengths of the team, as opposed to last year when obviously the strength of the team definitively overall, was the cornerback room, and especially on the defensive side.
0: It's still a program at the end of the day that has driven through its offensive and defensive lines in the trenches. Russ, coming up, you mentioned a lot of players behind the big three. I'm going to ask you about one in particular, Eric Phillips, because I have some expectations, high expectations at that for him this season. We'll get to that here after a word from Rock Auto. That's what this episode is brought to you by, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to go to your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why do you want to endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? Well, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer you could... You need have have everything you can need. They have brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Russ, you mentioned the, um, the first player you mentioned in our, that last segment behind the big three of Briggs, Van, and Taylor is Eric Phillips. And he's a guy when I think of him, I see a Deshaun Pace like leap this season for Eric Phillips. Um, what do you see from him this season? What do you make of him right now? Because, like Pace, Rain High School product, he's entering his third season, still a lot of play ahead of him. What do you see and make of him right now?
1: No doubt, redshirted in 2019, six foot three, 265 pounds, has all the makings of being that next solid piece in this Bearcats defensive line rotation has only recorded seven total tackles in his career. And he's a guy that I'm sure is chomping at the bit waiting and was patiently waiting for some of those veteran talents to exit the door and maybe expected one or two more (laughs) and to, to go ahead and, and close up shop on their college careers. But guys that had that extra year of eligibility did return and, and even despite that i still think like you mentioned he should be the number 1 option i would imagine on the interior of that defensive line in terms of the next man up in the rotation you can't have you can't have the big fellas playing every single snap so 20 25 30 30 33 snaps somewhere in that range 25 to 33 snaps a game for eric phillips should be hopefully what is on his docket if you're a bearcats fan because at this point of his career, going into his redshirt junior season with still a decent amount of eligibility remaining, the time is now if he is going to prove to be that three-star hometown hero talent that you want developed and turned into a starting option or at least a rotational option on this defensive line. So when you think about Eric Phillips, he's a guy that I would expect, like you, to take, I don't know if I would say a Deshaun Pace sleep but I could see him taking a definitive leap compared to his sub 10 tackle showing over the first two years of him being on the field.
0: Yeah. And I think that all goes back to the guys that have been playing in front of the defensive linemen on this year's team. So who else do you see standing out on this defensive line? Somebody we're not talking about. I know you mentioned a lot of players in that last segment, but who in particular do you see breaking out that we're not maybe talking about right now?
1: To me, I, I think we have not given enough look at Jawan Briggs. To me, he's going to be the definitive linchpin for this defense. Just like Curtis Brooks was last year, I think the most underrated part of this defense, if Jawan Briggs plays up to his potential, like I think he will, really tapping into the – The chess pieces are all laid out for you, Juwan. You have all of the opportunity now coming over from Virginia a couple years ago. Now with that full starting role in your grass, only had nine solo tackles last year. I would expect that number to shoot way up in 2022 was 42 tackles overall did have three sacks, but I would expect six to seven out of him. If he reaches his true potential in this defensive line, being that linchpin center of the defense, Type of havoc maker in that three three five with the sniper added added on that kind of hybrid defense that Mike Tressel and Luke Fickle are, are trying to and have fully implemented here at UC. You need that player in the interior on an island to be able to dominate almost all three matchups. Essentially, between the both guards and the center, you want him at least commanding a double team, yeah. and if he really reaches his potential we could see Jawan Briggs tapping into some triple teams this year. And if you've got a guy triple teams, you're creating plenty of one-on-ones or open opportunities around the rest of the defensive line. Jawan Briggs, to me, is the skeleton key for this defense overall. It all starts right there with his head over the football. And if he can create a lot of havoc in 2022, then the rest of this defense is going to thrive because of it.
0: Are you saying that he is the defensive player under the most pressure this season?
1: I think so, because at this point, if you're Jawan Briggs, coming back for this final year of eligibility, it's it, it's all on the line now. It is all out there on the line. It's a chance for him to really make a case to the NFL, really make a case to the rest of the evaluators across all 32 of those teams that he deserves to be a NFL-type talent. You. You don't come back like Jawan Briggs came back unless you feel like you have something to prove and you're ready to kind of prove that on the field. And to me, Jawan Briggs does have that kind of pressure on him. But overall, it's, see, it's tough for me, Alex. It's tough for me to say definitively that there is someone with the most pressure on them on this defense because it's such a man-helping man This thing happens, one, two things happens, and then the play is actually made type of defense. There's so many moving parts that have to work in congruence that it's hard for me to put one exact pressure packed uh, type of leverage on a player. But he's he's right up there and he's a player in Jawan Briggs that doesn't have one year of eligibility left, obviously, but is a guy who I think will be going to the NFL if he has a huge season this year.
0: For someone who is a former, I believe, three-star transfer from Virginia, he's played at the Power 5 level. I would say there is some pressure on him to deliver this season. So um, obviously, in addition to the defensive line, there are a handful of other Bearcats who made Phil Steele's uh, all AAC teams, some of whom made Phil Steele's All-America teams. So we will get to that on the other side. Plus, there is a new... Sheriff Deputy in town at the Big Twelve. We'll talk about uh him and Russ, what you can tell us about the new commissioner of the Big Twelve here after a word from Bet Online. You see, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup final. Excuse me. And major league baseball. Betonline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot, excuse me, for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news. The season betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Betonline, where the game starts. Russ Heldman, my colleague at All Bearcats and Sports Illustrated, joining me today, Russ, there is a new sheriff deputy in town, Brett, um, why do I still not know how to pronounce his name, he is, the ta- he is a town executive from Rock Nation, if I can pull this up here, his name is uh, Brett Yormark, Brett Yormark, the new commissioner of the Big 12, Russ, you've written uh, a little bit about him on All Bearcats, what can you tell us about him?
1: So Brett, your mark is the third straight hire by a power five conference as commissioner to have no real direct ties to college athletics. And it's a, another sign that we are moving further and further away from the traditional college athletic structure. Former or is currently the COO of Rock Nation Entertainment is stepping down from that role and will Take the reins over from Bob Bowlesby in the, in the Big 12 on August 1st, signed a five year deal. And you could argue this is the most impactful and biggest decision that will affect UC Athletics over the next 10 years, considering how much money Brett Yormark is going to not necessarily be in control of, but be at the helm of, be kind of guiding so to speak because of the upcoming Big 12 television deal which will be the final new television deal negotiated in this window among all five power conferences and the fact that you have Oklahoma and Texas on their way out it felt like to me that the conference needed to go big game, big game hunting with this hire they went and got one with a guy who has been at Rock Nation for 5 6 years now has been an executive at the pro level as well. He was with the Brooklyn Nets, I believe. And when you look at the upcoming TV negotiations following the 2024-2025 college athletic seasons, the fact that you have so much hinging financially on what that number looks like and a number that scarily will not look as good, you would guess, as it might have if they had retained OU in Texas, then you have to go get a guy like this. And he's a guy... Who has so many connections that it was reported by um, it was reported by the Athletic that he literally Bruce Feldman said he just blew away everybody in the room with how many people he can bring in, how many people he can pull up on his phone, how many connections he has throughout the entertainment, throughout the sports, and throughout the business. Cultures and climates. So the fact that they were able to land this guy, I think is a big win for the conference and following George Klyavkov coming over from uh, MGM Entertainment and former Minnesota Viking executive Kevin Warren coming over from uh, from the NFL side to the Pac-12 and Big Ten. It's just another instance where college sports is becoming a brand new, fully engrossed entertainment entity unto itself.
0: And I don't mean to uh, throw this upon you, but I think you're you're frozen on the uh, the the recording stream here, Russ. But that's okay. We still picked you. We still picked up that answer. Well, you're just it's just kind of frozen right now, but that's okay. We'll carry on for those of you watching. So it sounds like, Russ, this is a a good move for the Big 12, right? Do you trust uh, Brett Yoramark to be able to get these big decisions right that are coming up?
1: I do, and uh, yeah, something's going on with the connection. No, no uh, video footage, but I think you can hear me crystal clear. I Anyways, can, yeah. the the fact that they brought in a guy like Brett Yormark, I think, is a home run. I don't have any qualms with this hire. I don't. I, I mean, it's kind of like hiring a head coach. It's like hiring a GM in football or GM in the NBA. It, you don't know what what nobody knows how good they're actually going to be until they get in the job and get to actually attack it. Day to day. So the fact that he brings this type of resume and brings this type of Rolodex of clients and people he can tap into for advice and tap into for help and, and support, it gives me a lot of confidence that the Big 12, after taking a decent amount of time, being patient with the decision, made the right call with Brigham and Brett Yormark. And we'll see what kind of television deal he can bring into the conference because they'll say all these things about facilities and academics and yada, yada, yada. One thing matters when they're making this hire, getting the person that can bring them the most television revenue as possible, considering the uphill climb they have not, not allowing or not, not bringing Texas and Oklahoma with them on the next 10 year contract.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's go to some football news, some more football news to wrap, wrap up the show. I'm looking at Phil Steele's preseason projections. You recently wrote an article on our website, All Bearcats, about them. And it's high and ambitious. I mean, I'm looking at Deshaun Pace as a second-team All-American, not just All-AAC. I mean, this is a guy who was All-AAC honorable mention last year, and yet Phil Steele is thinking All-American for the third-year linebacker out of Colerain High School. So, I, I, I mean, what are your thoughts on just these Absolute. I mean, Phil Phil Steele, it seems to me, Russ, like he doesn't think the Bearcats are gonna take a step back, maybe at all.
1: Right. Seventeen guys overall cracked the uh the entire all AAC team uh that they went through. I think they went four deep, four teams deep on the all AAC squad. So obviously that's not gonna be what it actually is when they come out with the honorees at the end of this upcoming season. But it just goes to show the depth this team still has bringing back, and especially a guy in Deshaun Pace, who it seems to me, Alex, that he's had some conversations Phil Steele has around the country and with people close to this program thinking that it's going to be – it's time to inject some rocket fuel into SS Deshaun Pace out here because he's going to be in that premier playmaking role as the sniper in this defense – He led the team in interceptions last year with four. I wouldn't expect them to take him out of any of those scenarios and take him away from those spots in 2022. He could have four plus interceptions once again. And where I think he's really going to make an even bigger impact is the sack total. Only had half sack in 2021, but was fourth on the team in overall tackles with 95. I think he's going to lead the team in tackles. I think he could be their second or third highest sack total. And I think he could once again lead the team in interceptions. This guy is that talented. He's entering the prime of his college career, so to speak. And this is the time when Deshaun Pace can can blow up the AAC, have a dominant season, and go on to be that next great defensive player that the Bearcats put in the NFL. I haven't seen him on a ton of draft boards so far. He's kind of not really any Bearcats I've seen worked up the draft board so far but this is a player in Deshaun Pace who obviously Phil Steele has a lot of confidence in the expansion of his role coming the coming that player's way in 2022.
0: It's amazing. And next, on next week's shows tomorrow show, I'm going to give seven things that need to happen for the Bearcats football and men's basketball programs on the one year and on the one year away date from going to the big 12 next week. I'm going to hit on the linebackers. and I'm going to tell you all, including you, Russ, and I'm sure I'll have you on again next week. Why does Sean Pace is my favorite player on this year's team? Because his meteoric rise last year and as a Cincinnati kid, it it, it is unbelievable that the Bearcats have once again a player of his caliber in their program. Russ, I I apologize once again for the network connection. Hopefully the uh, video looks better once it gets posted to YouTube, but... uh, Russ Hellman from All Bearcats. It's always a pleasure to have you on, and uh, I'll look forward to having you on again here potentially next week.
1: Of course, my man would love to do it. Love making these uh, newly cemented weekly appearances. It's a lot of fun, and we are yes. getting closer and closer, Alex, to football and basketball returning.
0: We okay. are, and I was just thinking yesterday how eventually it's gonna. We're gonna have a, a three three man preview show on this podcast. You, me, and our good friend James Rapine, our colleague at All Bearcats, we'll have a preview show of the season once that rolls around and then weekly appearances from you throughout the season. So Russ, good to talk to you and uh, best wishes to you and your family. Love it. Thanks, Alex. Uh, you know, I'll be ready. Have a great week. Absolutely. You as well. Russ Hellman from all Bearcats and Sports Illustrated joining me as always. You can follow me on Twitter at Frankie underscore 90 with two N's N A T I. You can follow me on Instagram, Alex Frank nine underscore and email me at Alex three Frank at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel, which I last checked. We are up to 240. So that means one person subscribed during the show. So that's good. During this recording, rather. So we're up to 240 subscribers and counting. You could be the next. Subscribe and follow us to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen of every day. Now go make your second listen, Lockdown Big 12. Josh Neighbors, your host, and the local experts of Locked On take you across the league in 30 minutes. Locked On Big 12, your second listen. That's Locked On Big 12. For the Locked On Bearcats podcast, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your Thursday, the final day of June. Happy birthday to my sister, Cirilla, in Denver, Colorado. 21st. 21st. Although they're in, what's the city called? Bale, Colorado, I think, tonight. Anyway, um... They're celebrating. My, other sis, my, my sister's out there celebrating with her. Uh, it, this is uh, good times, man. Really good times. And uh, I wish all of them the best out in Denver. And I wish all of you the best here in Cincinnati, Macon, Georgia, Middle Georgia, Atlanta, wherever. Have a great rest of your day. And I will be back tomorrow on the first day of July. That means tomorrow there's going to be fewer days left in the year than have already been passed in this year. Oh huh, Man, time flies. We're getting close to the football season, though. That's a good thing. I'm Alex Strang for the Lockdown Bearcats podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.